This is 10 Things I Like About, a 10-minute, 10-episode podcast about unknown or misunderstood wildlife. Welcome to 10 Things I Like About. I'm Kirsten, your host, and this is a podcast about misunderstood or unknown creatures in nature. Some we'll find right outside our doors, and some are continents away, but all are fascinating. This podcast will focus 10 10 10-minute episodes on different animals and their amazing characteristics. Please join me on this extraordinary journey. You won't regret it. This episode continues Sicilians. And the third thing I like about this wiggly, squiggly amphibian is their anatomy. We're going to start on the outside and work our way in by beginning with the skin. Most amphibian skin is slimy because it's covered by mucus. Sicilians are no exception. They have two types of glands in their skin, and one type produces mucus. The mucus covers the entire body, so whenever you try to pick up a Sicilian, it's slippery. And that's part of the point. Being slippery makes it much harder for predators to get a hold of you. Another reason for the mucus is to keep the skin moist, which helps with temperature regulation and cutaneous respiration. That means you can breathe through your skin. The second type of skin gland is called a granular gland, also known as a poison gland. It does appear that at least some species of Sicilians produce a poison in their adult stage. While studying Siphonops annulus, a species of Sicilian from Brazil, researchers noticed a concentration of enlarged mucus-producing glands on their head and their bums. The glands on their head produce mucus to cover their skin as well as lube up their underground burrows to make it easier to move through the tunnels. Super smart thinking. The glands on their bums release a poisonous mucus that helps in predator defense. Also super smart thinking. An extremely unusual and unique characteristic of Sicilian skin is that they have scales. Amphibians don't have scales, but these amphibians do. To make it even weirder, their scales are under the top layer of their skin, We don't know why they have these scales. It may just be an evolutionary holdover from ancestors, but we do know that not all species have scales, which only makes it a bigger mystery. Why do they have them, and what are they used for? The skin is also segmented with annuli, which are grooves that encircle the body. I haven't found any information on why they have these annuli or what advantage they give the Sicilian, but I'm sure there's a purpose for them. While we're still on the outside, let's talk about limbs or legs. Sicilians don't have any. They are like snakes in this characteristic. Modern-day Sicilians have no vestigial components of legs at all, no shoulder bones or pelvic girdle indicating that they might have had legs in their evolutionary past. This is a testament to how old these animals are, evolutionarily speaking, because the fossils we have found from 190 million years ago 
have legs. We can make an educated guess that the legs became unnecessary as Sicilians adapted to live their entire lives underground or underwater. As they evolved, the bones that supported these limbs also disappeared. In the last episode, we discussed senses. So if you're listening in order, you already know that Sicilians do not have image processing eyes. Depending on the species, the eyes will be covered in skin, bone, or absent altogether. Those that still have an eye can probably determine the difference between light and dark, but cannot see images. For a more in-depth discussion of this, backtrack to episode two. Since Sicilians do not rely on vision to interact with their surroundings, they have developed tentacles that help them smell and feel their environment. The tentacles are located on the face in between the eye and nostrils. They're short little protrusions that are chemoreceptors. Once again, for more on Sicilian tentacles, check out episode two of this series. Okay, we're going to head inside the body through the nares, or nostrils. As we've already discovered, Sicilians can breathe through their skin. But for most of them, that does not provide enough oxygen to survive. Most Sicilians have a functioning right lung and a vestigial left lung that doesn't process much at all. The breathing pattern includes a long exhalation with short inhalations through bucopharyngeal pumping. Let me explain that sentence. That means they breathe a long breath out and breathe in short breaths by puffing their cheeks and the floor of their mouths in and out. This pattern of breathing prevents mixing the clean oxygen that comes in and the carbon dioxide that goes out. I think this is pretty smart. I want to breathe in clear oxygen too. This seems unique to Sicilians, at least in the amphibian family. The normal respiratory rate of Typhlonectus natans is four to seven breaths per hour. Whoosh. Most Sicilians have at least one lung, but two species of Sicilians have no lungs at all. They must do all of their respiration through their skin. How cool is that? Let's move on to the skeleton. The most fascinating part of the Sicilian skeletal structure is, well, all of it. Since most Sicilians dig into soil, whether on land or underwater, their skulls have fused many of the typical individual bones that are found in amphibian skulls, so it can withstand the pressure of pushing through the dirt. The head comes to a point at the nose to make it easier to move through substrate. Small, sharp teeth line the inside of the upper and lower jaw. The mouth is on the underside of the head, which once again makes it easier to move through substrate. Three sets of jaw muscles hold the jaw shut tight so no accidental ingestion of soil happens. Ugh, this is just fascinating adaptation to living underground. Depending on the species, Sicilians can have 95 to 285 vertebrae that run down the entire body. 
That is a lot of vertebrae. Double-headed ribs attached to each vertebrae, except the one directly behind the skull and the last few toward the tail. The ribs do not support the body structure like some other cylindrical vertebrates. The muscles of the Sicilian actually form a sheath around the skeleton that is attached to the skin with fibrous connective tissue. This allows the skin and the muscles to move together. This cylindrical muscle sheath is what gives their body form. This is completely different from us. Most of our muscles are attached to our skeleton. The more and more we get into this anatomy, the cooler these Sicilians are. Now, Sicilians lack functional bone marrow, which is where blood cells are produced in other vertebrates. So their blood is created by the liver, kidney, spleen, and the thymus. The digestive tract consists of teeth, a tongue, esophagus, stomach, intestines, and a pancreas. Not too much different than us. Sicilians are carnivores, so their digestive tract is set up to digest meat. Depending on the species, the Sicilian's snake-like body ends in a short tail or no tail at all. The cloaca is located near the tail on the underside of the body. This is an orifice through which waste is dispelled, eggs are laid, and fertilization occurs. Not all at the same time, though. Well, that pretty much covers anatomy for Sicilians. I hope you enjoyed learning about their unique physiology because it is my third favorite thing about them. If you're enjoying this podcast, please recommend me to friends and family and take a moment to give me a rating on whatever platform you're listening. It will help me reach more listeners and give the animals I talk about an even better chance at change. Join me next week for another thing I like about Sicilians. This has been an episode of 10 Things I Like About with Kirsten and Company. Original music written and performed by Catherine Camp, piano extraordinaire. <laughs>